This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 98. The secret to a great Facebook group is a great moderator. Good thing we have one of the best on our show today. And she brought the goods. I can't wait for our listeners to hear. Me either. Let's get started. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Allie Kelly, and she's the manager for the Social Media Marketing Society, is Social Media Examiner's membership community. We are so excited to have Allie Kelly here today. Thanks. Hi, Allie. Hi, how are you guys? We're great. Very good. And, and really, because you're here too, we're so excited to have you. We've been talking about it. I've actually talked about to Cami that I've wanted to have you on this podcast for a while because you're doing really cool things. And I think it's something that we should share with our community. So thanks for coming with us. Yeah, Um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So I thought we'd start with an an easy question, but I want you to kind of tell our audience a little bit about how you started working in social media, and then also how that kind of came to be that you came to Social Media Examiner and are now the manager for the Social Media Marketing Society. I think that evolution might be interesting to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So. I live here in Lexington, Kentucky, which is horse country. And I worked for many, many years at an equine hospital, kind of doing back-end computer stuff with their practice management software and stuff like that. And I was really involved with a lot of the back-end business stuff. And I went, decided to get an MBA to work my way up in that company. But through that process, I started to get more and more interested in marketing. And I started to focus a lot of my master's degree projects and my thesis on social media. And I just started to see it as a space where there was huge opportunity. And I just like, I flooded in that direction. So it just so happened that the year I finished that program was the same year that Social Media Marketing World came into existence, Social Media Examiner's Mm -hmm. Conference out in San Diego. So As a kind of a graduation gift, my parents helped me go to that first conference. And the rest is history. I kept going back every year as a paid attendee. And in 2015, they opened up the Social Media Marketing Society, and I was a founding member there. And then later that year, they really needed a full time person to help manage it. And I applied. And, you know, at that point, I had become rather well known to the people within the company. And they thought it was a good fit. And so it's really, you know, it's my dream job to work in this business and to help other people do social media marketing and work from home. And, you know, it's like the best of everything. And I'm just really happy to be at this place in my life. 
That's so cool. And I'm sure that while you were in the group, you were pretty engaged in the group too, right? As a member. I was, I was. And, you know, having been one of the first people to go to social media marketing world, I just naturally became sort of an ambassador, you know, in the following years. And especially like being drawn to the new people who hadn't been before and kind of showing them the ropes and how to get the most out of the conference. And that just kind of melted over into the society as well. Felt like I was sort of an unofficial ambassador for Social Media Examiner because I was so passionate about their company and what they were doing for people that, yeah, it was just kind of natural that I would get in there and I would help me people make connections and you know, I would help as much as I could share my experiences. And, you know, a lot of what I do now is the, still that same thing, except now I get paid for it. So yeah, no, it's <laughs> great. awesome. Well, and Madeline, you know that we just had a couple of episodes ago, we had Kyle Hetrick in and he's right. been part of our community. We've been talking a little bit. You didn't know this. This is totally unplanned, but you didn't know this, but we've been talking a little bit about how important it is to show up powerfully in the groups that you're in. Because you just don't know where these things are going to lead. We've talked about volunteering and you know giving your time in these groups as a way to get seen and, and grow really in your profession. Absolutely. Yeah. And we encourage people who want to work with social media examiner and want to speak for us and want to write for us and all those things. We always tell them, you know, because there's only so many spots, you know, we've got probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are, you know, contacting us every year to do things and we just tell them to get involved in our communities because, you know, it, that's the best way to stand out to us. It always is. It's always the best thing. And yeah, this is so similar to the conversation we had with yeah. Kyle. So this is great. Well, uh, Kim and I have some questions for you that I think will really help our community because you're doing such interesting things and helping so many people. So my question to you is, how do you manage a group that provides training, support, and community in your industry? Yeah. So. That's the training support community is the, are the three pillars that we kind of live by in the social media marketing society. We bring in experts from outside, such as yourself, Madeline, you've come and done a couple trainings for us in the past. And we do webinar style trainings. We have something called office hours that we broadcast into our Facebook group. And we have the Facebook group and the community itself. And all of those things, you know, provide the training, the support, the community. So you know, the Facebook group is kind of the central hub and we make sure that everything that we're doing gets streamed to that group using live video. And that's where we make all of our announcements and that's where we, you know, help people find each other and that's where we answer the questions. And so it that is really where all the magic happens. And I've got a team that helps me do it. And I think we'll talk probably a little bit more about that. But Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's interesting. You were just talking about the training support and community, which is awesome that you have like these pillars that you kind of build your deliverables off of. But what are the deliverables for a community member on a monthly basis? Because I think some fear by having a community like this, I know I've thought about this before, an ongoing community, the idea that you're always having to deliver more and more content. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of explain how you handle the deliverables? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, because our community relies on us to keep them up to date in the social media marketing industry, you know, it's a challenge in any industry, in any community to always come up with content. And that's why we bring in people from the outside. We keep, you know, we're always following the news and all the latest updates and the algorithm changes and everything on all the social platforms. 
So we look at where there is a need for training, and then we go and we find the experts that are able to train on that. And so the majority of our content, so to speak, is, is just those training sessions themselves. A lot of the, the rest of what goes on in the community is just people reaching out to us and us helping them. So they're one of my you know, main priorities. Every single question in our group gets an answer whether it be by me or one of my moderators. But, you know, we have lately had about 150 posts in there a week and we do our best. You know, we don't always have all the answers. You know, I, I can't tell you how to reach someone in Facebook. <laughs> so that's a, a common problem everyone has, but we can help you troubleshoot your problems. We can help you try to find workarounds. We can help you ideate you know, different solutions for your problem and things like that. So, and sometimes it's a matter of talking someone away from what their original idea was. Like, that's really not going to be possible for you, but you can still accomplish that goal by doing this instead. So, redirect. Yeah. It's like having small children sometimes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things you do so well, Allie, is that you are also great about tagging an expert in the group to yeah. answer the question. Whenever there's a Twitter question, you're so awesome. You always tag me. So it's, yeah. and then I jump and sometimes in I feel and I bad answer. about bringing, <laughs> sometimes no, I feel bad, actually, bad about, actually, you know, it works great. You from, no, yeah. <laughs> I love it because I know one time I said to you, oh, I'm going to be in there all the time and try to be a helper. And it's easy to say that and much harder to do because it's time consuming. I mean, Kimmy mm-hmm. and I have a hard enough time being in our Facebook group for this community, for our podcast. So it's a time issue. And so actually, I love when you tag me because I'll jump in there. I read all the everything that they're talking about with Twitter and take my time and answer everything as best I can. So I think that's such a super smart idea that you do that. I'm really glad to hear you say that you might be getting more tags (laughs) in the the near future. Should I have said anything? uh, No, I'm joking. We do have several experts in their various fields who are very active in the group. And that is one of the, you know, the, extra pieces of value about being a member is that you get such direct access, not only to my team and our company, but a lot of the leading experts in our industry. People like we were just talking a little bit earlier about Ian Anderson Gray that did a training for us last week. He's in that group a lot. And some of these experts, you know, they're not experts in every single area. So they're occasionally in there as a member asking their own questions. And that kind of element is really neat too because you know they're human. Yeah, you know, we have social media celebrities that you know that you kind of put them on a pedestal and you don't realize that you know they struggle with some of the same things that we do. That's right. really really good point you're making there. And it sounds like that you're letting these experts into the group to come in and, and train, and then you let them stay. Is that is that what yes. I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, sort of the benefit in it for them because they don't get paid it, right to come and absolutely. do the training. So um, we we actually do pay our speakers for the society just a, a modest amount because we do require a good deal of time from them. We do a dry run with them the week before their training session. And so that's, you know, an extra hour and a half that they actually have to deliver their training session twice to us. Mm-hmm. And the first one, we give them feedback and they have to go in and, and a lot of times make some modifications to their presentation and make edits and things like that. So um, because it is so time consuming, we do offer them a modest amount of money, but we we also give them a lifetime membership. So that's really the better part of the deal, in my opinion. Sounds like, yeah, really interesting. Because I think 
that's something people might struggle with too in their groups is like, how can I bring somebody else in besides me to give this training? So I I love that you're sharing that because I think that is something that we all need to think about when we're putting together a paid group. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyone who has a community and you're trying to come up with, you know, the content and stuff, you know, if you have, if, if you're willing to bring in outsiders, I would highly encourage you to give them some kind of incentives to stay because they are going to benefit from being part of the group, but they are also going to continue to add value as long as they stay active. And that's a win for everybody. It's great. One of the things that has come up a lot too in groups, and I know that it's come up in groups that I run, is really dealing with enforcing rules in a group mm-hmm. um, and how to do that in such a way that is it creates a safe and trusting environment. You know, it doesn't cause everybody to be mad and like, I quit and, you know, um, the kind of crazy things that can happen inside of a group because you're dealing with people. So I think it takes a little bit of psychologist as well to uh, run a group. So can you kind of share some of your psychology, if you will, on how you do that? It's funny that you say that because my my undergrad degree was in psychology. So, you know, I never (laughs) knew that that would actually come in handy one day. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. But so... The rules, uh, what I love right now is that Facebook has introduced a rules feature for admins of groups that allows us to actually list out the rules like in a dedicated space, as opposed to just having them like written out in your about section. So because those are there, that that was introduced a year more ago. It's yeah, been a year uh, or so, and, yeah. Yeah, and then what they have more recently introduced is a feature that when someone does break a rule and you go to remove their post, it actually pops up with this feature that says, allows you to select which of those rules that person broke and send them a message with that being part of the message. Like this is a listed rule. You can see it right here. This is the one you broke and this is why your post was removed. This has been a game changer for us. It used to be that we would remove someone's post. We'd have to go track down their email address from our member list and we'd have to email them which not if, not all group admins do that, but we do because they are paying members of our community. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that, you know, they understand and that they have, you know, a human touch to that post removal because a lot of times people break the rules not even meaning to, you know, like we have the common rule of no self-promotion, but we also have interesting, uh, you know, slightly unique rules where we don't allow our members to post videos in our group. And I know that sounds a little bit odd for our industry because we're encouraging people to use more video a lot of the time, but from an admin perspective and from a like group usage and fluidity perspective, having a lot of videos in there detracts away from what we want the group to be doing. If we have people just posting videos all the time, not everyone is going to watch the whole video. Something's going to get missed something is going to, you know, not get moderated properly. And then somebody's going to say, well, you let so-and-so do this. Why can't Mm -hmm. I do it? And so just by taking videos out of the equation, it provides a better space. So there's the, you know, there's creating the rules and then there's enforcing the rules. And what that does is it creates a space where people feel like they can trust the people around them. They know they're not going to get marketed to. They know that they can post anything and not feel judged and and not, you know, bicker with people. It's a drama-free zone. And Madeline can attest to this because I know you're in there pretty frequently. You don't see trolling in our group ever. 
ever, ever. And you don't see self-promotion in that group. When people do accidentally self-promote, you know, we give them another way when we message them. We tell them, you know, we took this post down because you linked back to your website and we don't allow that. But I still want you to ask your question. You can just use maybe a screenshot instead. And we ask them to repost it. So, you know, we want them to get the help that they needed. We just want them to do it in a way that doesn't seem like they're kind of subtly trying to do a self-plug. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, Now, do you ever give them an opportunity to talk about what they're doing in like a thread or anything like that? We have. We have in the past and I should do it more. But yeah, we, we have like we will allow people every year we open up the society for new members and there's always a welcome post that we invite people to come and talk about themselves to introduce themselves in that welcome post that happens you know for a period when we open every year but then we do occasionally have the you know tell us what you have going on this week or what you know about your business and that sort of thing we actually also have a document you know you have files Mm -hmm. in facebook groups and um, not a lot of people use this but technically we do have a space where people can promote themselves And um, it's just a document that anyone can edit and add to called the self-promotion space. And so that's where, you know, if you have an event coming up or you have a podcast that just got released and you want people to go and see it, you are more than welcome to go and put it in there. And anytime that document is updated, it gets feed in the group. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes when people forget about it, it kind of gets lost back in there. But we do have that. And I do direct people to it every now and then if, if I think it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's a great strategy. I've done that before too, and it's just a, a simple, easy way to let people promote themselves without it being spammy and, and overly promotional to the group. Yeah. So, which is always such a turnoff to people. So, my next question for you is: How do you leverage members to help you moderate your group, and do you have a paid team? Yeah, so we have both paid and volunteer moderators. We our paid team are people that contract with social media examiner. And we have a a select few people that, you know, part of their contract position involves helping me to answer questions and moderate our society Facebook group. But it's a lot of work and we need more people than just the ones that we pay. And so early on in our group, we actually opened up an application process for members uh, who are already active in the community. And we wanted to kind of attract the people who were the most active and already the most helpful and give them an incentive to come and, you know, dedicate part of their time to helping us moderate the group. So, and we are actually in the process of doing this again right now. We're going to be bringing in a small handful of new moderators in the near future, hopefully. So, those people. They go through the application process. You know, we want to make sure that they do have a certain level of expertise. You know, we vet them to make sure that we're not just allowing anyone to go in there and act like an expert if they're not. And, you know, we don't want to give them the little moderator badge unless we know that they can represent, you know, the professionalism of our company to a some certain degree. But in return for doing that moderator job, they get the recognition with the badge, but we also give them a little plug. When they first volunteered, we did a post for each new volunteer uh, telling people about them and their actual business and linking to their website, which we don't allow people to do 
you know, themselves. So it just gives them like a little bit of extra recognition. And, you know, an added benefit for them is if they are interested at any point in the future, like if Social Media Examiner has, you know, job openings and stuff like that, I just flat out tell them that this puts you on our radar. If, you know, if you're interested in working for us in the future, this will help you already be integrated as a member of our team. So, you know, it just kind of gives you the opportunity to show off to us, you know, should that opportunity arise in the future. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's so important. And I love how you kind of bake it into what you do um, and and are real clear about it. I think that's something that as a Facebook and not just Facebook, but any kind of community uh, manager to be very clear about what the opportunities are, I think is a really great benefit to the community. Yeah. 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 And they, they do a great job and, you know, they come from all kinds of different backgrounds. Like we have one girl who really has become quite the expert in the messenger bot space. And she is one of our volunteer moderators. So she is like our go-to girl for anything messenger and bots and stuff. And we have one guy who is based out of Austria and he works in the government space. So, you know, he has that kind of unique skill set, and it's just, it's really neat to see the different areas that people come from. And because they're one of my volunteers, I know I can always tag them if I, if I know that they know the answer to something. So yeah, that tagging is awesome. In fact, that kind of brings me to my next question. We were talking a little bit about the features that you're using for moderation and so on, Mm -hmm. but how do you maximize the usefulness of some of Facebook's built-in group features and some of the new ones too? I mean, there's some really interesting new ones that just happened, um, you know, with some, some things being retired, some things coming back out. Could you talk a little bit about the built-in features that Facebook has? Yeah. So the, the main built-in feature that, that we take advantage of on a daily basis is a feature called learning units. We've called them just units for the longest time, but they've changed what the label says in the group now. So the label now says learning, but we still call them units. So I'm just saying learning units. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> I love it. But learning units, you can make learning units available in your own Facebook group if you change your group type to, I believe it is uh, social learning is social what it's learning, called. That was what it was. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that will give you the, the units uh, feature. What the units feature does, it, it was initially designed by Facebook, I believe, for people to kind of use the content in their Facebook group as a sort of course. But the functionality of it is quite versatile. And what we use it for is, is kind of a filing system for different types of content in the group. So for example, we're always posting breaking news in the social media marketing industry into the group. But you know, not everyone is in that group every single day like I am. So we, what we do is every post that is related to something newsworthy we add it to our news unit. And in the news, if you go over to the learning tab and you scroll down to the second unit in the thing, then it's going to show you every single post in the group that has been breaking news. So you only have to visit in there, you know, once every week or so, and then you can just go to the unit, catch up on all the news, like in a flash and be done with it. So that's what I mean by a filing system. We have a unit also that is for resources and like helpful links back to the website. We have a unit that is whenever there's a a post where people have made 
like a lot of really great recommendations about say tools for this or that, or microphones, or, you know, what tool do you use to post to Instagram, for example, and people have given lots of different suggestions. I have a whole unit, a whole learning unit called member recommendations. And I throw all of those posts in there. And then also for our training sessions that we stream live into the group, there was a unit where you can go and find all of those all you know together in one place really easily. So the learning units really has been, it's not only wonderful for members to be able to find things that they need, it's helpful for us from an admin perspective oh, yeah. to be able to direct people to like the most common things that, that people are looking for. So, so you can actually put them in there after the post is made. I was just thinking about the member recommendations. Do yeah. you have to set, so you can set them up afterwards with the pull down menu. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't actually create units like in the, the units section. All units are made up of posts. So everything has to start as a post first, and then you can at your discretion, add it to one unit or another. Great. Thank you. Yeah, because I think that that's really powerful. I mean, I don't know how um, smart people are about it, even in the groups that have it. I don't know if they understand how it works exactly, but this is really, really helpful. Yeah, yeah. It, like I said, it's, you know, if nothing else, it's helpful for us as administrators <laughs> to be able to, to find the things ourselves, mm-hmm. to direct people where to go. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I actually, I have probably half a dozen other ideas of things I could be doing with units that I'm not, you know, it's just like, you can only tackle one new project at a time. <laughs> so. That's right. Really? That's all? <laughs> oh, we're multi-passionate, multi, uh, you know. I know, yeah. Everything else, so. Well, I have lots of projects, but uh, yeah. <laughs> not all yeah. of them are getting done. <laughs> yeah, totally understand. That's great. So we, we have like one more question. I mean, this is just amazing information you're sharing with us and we really appreciate your mm-hmm. time today. We've got one more question for you. What are your top, say, three to five tips for people looking to build a Facebook community? Oh gosh. Okay. So tips. All right. One is to have rules and enforce them. You want your community to be a safe space for your members and you want them to feel like they can go somewhere and know that if someone else is breaking the rules, that that's going to be handled. So you always want to start off with a good set of rules and don't be afraid to change them as needed. If you know, if you see a problem arising, then, you know, address that. So that would be one. Two is to, like I said earlier, one of my biggest priorities is to make sure that every single question gets get answered. Now, I know that that's not possible in some of these, you know, groups with tens of thousands of people, but, you know, if you see somebody, you know, if, if somebody's answer hasn't, question hasn't been answered and they, you know, they try to bump it and they're looking desperate and that sort of thing, you know, take an extra couple minutes to make sure that they feel heard because that is what's going to make them keep coming back and keep getting engaged with other people. So that's tip number two. Um, Number three is to make sure you're taking advantage of all of the features that Facebook has to offer, speaking about Facebook groups specifically. But if your community is over on Twitter, make sure you're using all of the features that Twitter has to offer, you know, such as Twitter moments. (laughs) Madeline came and did a training for us, like all about Twitter moments. You know, make sure you are 
engaging with people and all of the tools that you have at your disposal. So that would be number three. And then I guess finally, just be human. And remember that everyone in your group and in your community is also human. And if you treat other people as humans, they will become more and more loyal to you over time. And I think that that is, that's critical, like in today's social media world. That's great. You're right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think we also can be a little too human sometimes too, by being too defensive. So also be careful not to do that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want to, um, you don't want to go overboard. And you don't want to get unprofessional, you know, definitely still keep it professional. But, you know, make sure that you recognize that I think we have a tendency to maybe get carried away or uh, make assumptions about people and where they might be coming from. It could be that someone is just having a really, really bad day that we don't see. And, you know, if that's the case, you know, just try to have some compassion. But, you know, we, we don't see a lot of that in our group, but and definitely still enforce rules if they're breaking rules. But I, I think the important thing is to to make sure that people's voices are heard. Yeah, it's great. That's a really, really great ending there. <laughs> Perfect. All right. <laughs> so we we love to give our people action, um, actions to take after we have a guest on. And it sounds like to me that the best action to take would be to go into your community space, whether you're a member or whether you are the person running that space and check out the back end of the tools that are available to you and make sure that you think about some like one or two ways that you can use those tools to engage your audience or engage other people in the group. I think that might be a really good one. Um, if you're a, a manager of these tools, you can go into the back end through your settings and just kind of see what's there. There's a lot of new stuff back there, to be honest, in Facebook anyway, right now. So you might want to go ahead and check that out. Just spend some time. I mean, I think sometimes we forget to go in the back end of our groups and just see what Facebook is fiddled with. And they tend to fiddle a lot. <laughs> they sure do. They don't tell yeah. us. You have to just accidentally come upon it. it's true i mean there's stuff they're coming out with all the time there's some new stuff that hasn't rolled out yet in groups i'm really excited about and what is that what is that oh (laughs) do Do share do tell um yeah so let me see if i can find it real quick they're adding some features with how members can request to join groups they're going to be adding some options for like that where admins, you know, they, you can ask people a question, but now they're going to make it so you can make it like a multiple choice question mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So they're adding some little fun things in there. So Facebook has their own Facebook group for mm-hmm. power admins that you have to be invited to join. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I was. So they're, what they're changing with the membership questions is they're adding enhancements to you know the formats of the questions. So that's one thing. The other thing that I was looking for is they are introducing a thing for admins where you can see what content was removed by Facebook in your group. So there's kind of an issue right now with group admins being worried that their groups are going to be punished for the content that people are posting in their groups that's getting removed by Facebook. Mm -hmm. So 
This helps admins be able to see what kind of things have broken the community standards and gotten removed so they can try to rein it in and get a better handle on it. That's great. So yeah, that'll help be a little bit more transparent for the for the group owners or the group managers so that they can kind of see what might be happening with Facebook because yes, Facebook is reading the stuff in your group. Just FYI, just because it's closed or secret doesn't mean that Facebook doesn't see what's in there. Yeah. It mostly is being read by, you know, the AI. But sure. yeah, if something needs to get reviewed and appealed, it probably will get seen by a real person. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that's really cool. So thank you for letting us know what's coming. All right. I'm happy to help. (laughs) Awesome. So um, as always, we want to make sure that we let you guys know that Social Media Marketing World is coming up next year, March 1st through the 3rd, 2020. My gosh, I cannot believe it's almost 2020. And that it's really quite close because you guys are going to start... I mean, you already offer tickets right now, right? Yes. Tickets are are already on sale. Um, The earlier you get your ticket, the better price you're going to get. And it's worth every penny. If I hadn't been hired by the company, I would still be paying to go happily. And it's just, you know, if you want to meet me and Madeline, we will both be there for sure. <laughs> so, it's always absolutely. a fun conference. I, I've been to so many conference in like the last 23 years uh, being an entrepreneur. And it is like one of the best ones. It is so professional, so well done. They have so many things for people coming by themselves. It's so easy to be shy and just stay in your hotel room and not go out and mingle. And y'all are so great about having things for people to do just to get together and network. That's one of the best things. Well, we have a whole team of people, both paid and volunteer, whose sole job is to make sure that people are making those networking connections that they came there to make. So um, we work really, really hard at it, not just at the conference, but beforehand as well. We have, you know, groups of people and we try to help people, you know, make their dinner groups with the, you know, their people in their own industry and things. So it's done really quite well. And my friend Deb that is in charge of that team does a great job. Great. Well, definitely then buy your ticket to Social Media Marketing World. That's that's yeah, buy your, one of your action items right now. Sooner the better. Save yourself some money. You want to be there. And then also Absolutely. coming soon, y'all have the Video Marketing Summit, August 5th through the 9th. That sounds really interesting. Can you tell us just real briefly about that? Yeah. So that is... It's going to be just kind of like a mini summit with the sole focus being on video marketing. So we have reached out to all of our best video marketing experts, and they are all going to come in and teach a little segment of the whole seminar. So it goes on for about a week, and there's going to be several of those sessions a day. So if you really want to up your game in video marketing, that is a place you need to be. Awesome. That's great. We'll definitely have all the information about all of these things in the show notes. So make sure you visit us at communitiesthatconvert.com and check out the show notes for this episode, which is episode 98, Secrets to Building a Powerhouse Facebook Group. Allie, you've definitely given us a lot of tips to get us there. So I really appreciate your time and um, your really great knowledge and, and heart for helping people. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Allie. Appreciate it. See you guys soon. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. 
That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CammieChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.